0: Welcome to another installment of Money You Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler, and in this episode, we're going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest. Turn up the volume, listen, learn, and laugh. I'm excited today because I have Sandy Danto here, who is a comedy store paid regular, performs at the Laugh Factory, the Improv. He's going to be at Hyenas in Dallas this December with Polly Shore. Mm-hmm december sixth through t- December sixth through ninth and um he is um he's currently has a podcast called Motherfuckers a Parenting podcast, which I love and uh he's got a new film coming out called Funny Fat Guy and uh which he stars in yeah and where did they get the funny fat guy part? um well, I am the title role, <laughs> oh but wow uh that they
1: were worried <laughs> that I wasn't fat enough the tr- and one of the criticisms is he's not fat enough. He's, I'm fat, but I'm not like the kind of John Pennett fat
0: Ralphie May my fat brand, yes. Right.
1: Fluffy. Right. I'm I'm more of like the guy that was in shape but had a few bad years. Right. Flat light. Yeah. Fat light. Yeah. I mean, Diet fat.
0: Wow. That's uh that's funny. And how did it like when somebody says, Hey, you'll be funny fat guy, does that like do you go, Yeah or oh or
1: I know what I am. Yeah, but I—I I was just excited. Somebody wanted me to be the star of their movie. Yeah, I was—I was very into it. It's a—it's not what it sounds. It's—it's it's a dark movie. I like dark. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's, I it was just talking.
0: Lucas was saying he's his his brand is Dark Farmer, <laughs> <laughs> which I can't wait to see the movie Dark Farmer. It's so funny.
1: He—he <laughs> he, that is his brand, but he's so jovial.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm going to murder you, but I feel really good. <laughs> that's funny um i
1: already me- know you're better than money with me just because i know you but even if i didn't you have all your notes very <laughs> neatly typed <laughs> laminated everything all like all the things you know you're gonna need to use again so much organization when i do this i've got a few like beats written out in a note on my phone and i don't even remember what they mean like
0: ovaries why did i write that for this guest he's a guy. Ovaries, ovaries well here's the th- the thing is for me i'm so my writing's terrible i should have been a doctor and i won't remember like if you say and don't forget my baby's name is joan i will not remember no matter what if you say bob your life depends on it i'll be like betty so i have to write everything even though that's a good practice. It's a good practice. Yeah, and it helps ground me.
1: And it's important to know your strengths and your weaknesses.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's probably more important to know your weaknesses. It probably is, because then you can at least work with that. Exactly. You know. So let me ask you this: Did you go to college and said, "I'm going to go to the School of Laughs and I'm going to get a degree in laughter"? What, like, how did you get into this career? Were your parents excited about it?
1: I majored in side splitters, minored in chuckles. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Uh, No. my Actually, all right. I did go to college. I went to four-year university. I went to Indiana University in Bloomington. I'm a Hoosier. I don't know what that means, but technically I have a degree that says that's what I am. That's all it says on the degree.
0: And that's where you grew up?
1: Um, I grew up in Michigan. Okay. And I got waitlisted at Michigan, and I didn't. Want to wait around and I wanted to get out of the state. I didn't it, apply to Indiana thinking like this is my dream school. Right. I wanted to go to Canada. I wanted to go to McGill University. Okay. But it was right after 9 11. My mom didn't want me to have to. It was really just her excuse for me not to go that far away. Right. To another country. To another country. It's like you're going to have border issues. It's going to be a nightmare. But I just want. My parents would have rathered me had gone to an out of state s- school with out-of-state tuition, then wait around for a semester going to community college to then go to Michigan. Right. I don't know why, but, you know, I could have done that. But I'm glad I went to Indiana. It was awesome. I didn't go there for any particular reason. I started out, oh, maybe I'll do the business school because that's what they're known for. But there's this one computer class that I went to one class of. I was like, this is not for me. Then I was like, oh, I'll do the music school but I don't play any instruments. It's a prestigious music school. I did minor in music. Okay. Don't play any instruments. <laughs> and I kicked around like several majors before I, I, I double majored in communications and telecommunications.
0: Oh, there you go. Because a
1: lot of the credits overlapped and I was somehow able to do that. And then you could telecommute. Exactly. To, <laughs> between majors. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> they couldn't communicate that you could trick the system, but I figured it out. That's great. And – uh That was like the film program was communications and the TV program was telecommunications. And I always knew I wanted to do this, but it's hard to say, I think I'm so funny. Right. I should get paid for it. Right. And mom and dad, I think I'm so funny. You should invest your money in me getting even funnier. Right. But I told them I wanted to go to art school for a while, for two years, and they were not into that. No. But then, when I told them I wanted to move to l a and do comedy, they were super into it i don 't know why
0: that 's so funny did you well like as a kid, what did they tell you like you 've got to get a college education did oh, they yeah. it like- was not an option to
1: not go to college
0: okay when were you an only child no i 'm one of four one of four it was
1: <laughs> coincidentally, my brother did not go to college. He started at culinary school and didn 't like it and dropped out mm-hmm. and my sisters went to college, but they Things went bad with my parents and their financial situation around the time the economy crashed. So my sisters both went to Michigan State University but had to pay for it themselves. So I would not have gone to college if I had to take out student loans.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I would have said,
1: I'm going to try all this other stuff that I want to do first in entertainment and in art. And if that doesn't work, maybe I'll go to college. Okay.
0: Yes. I did not want to go to college, but I knew that I did not want to grill hamburgers the rest of my life. Right. And so I was – I'm going to go to a good school. And Where would you go? I went to a place called Rhodes College. Mm-hmm. And it's a great school and I, everybody there except for me was like multimillionaires. And uh, everybody flew in on their jets and everything. And it was an amazing, amazing experience. The best four years. My college experience
1: was a fantastic time, but – Definitely a misappropriation of money as far as what I was supposed to get out of it. I didn't leave my college experience with a degree. I I have a degree. I didn't leave with any marketable skills. Ah. I learned a little bit of video editing and a little bit of this and that about production and and lighting and, and all that. But nothing that I could say, I do this and I do this well enough to get paid to do it.
0: Yeah. Did, so when you got out of college, what – did you like, oh, OK, I'm going to do this or I don't have any marketable skills so I'll just keep – like did you have any sense of – other than I'm funny as shit and people should pay me?
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Um, it was really – I was going to spend my entire spring break of my senior year of college not going to the Bahamas or Cancun but writing cover letters and working on my resume to send out for internships, which after a week living in L.A., I realized that's such a futile thing. It doesn't right. matter how many cover letters or how well written your cover letter is or how good your resume looks. No one gives people internships unless it's their friend's cousin or it's right. their their kid's neighbor or whatever. You know, It's right. all sort of cronyism and nepotism. Right. And that's how I, I was – At college, and one of my friend's dads was visiting, and he was having a drink with the Hillel, the on-campus Hillel rabbi, Mm -hmm. and I told her that this was my plan for spring break, and she said, oh, my brother is the CEO of National Lampoon. Here's his email address. Email him. He'll give you an internship. I emailed him. I had an internship the next day. Perfect. And they ended up hiring me within a week of interning for them, and it was amazing. I think they just hired me because I look like Belushi, and I was – for all intents and purposes, the mascot there. But yeah, I mean, I just wanted to (laughs) move to L.A. or New York and do
0: something in comedy. didn't matter what. Do you remember your first paycheck um, doing what you love? Yeah, I do, actually. And what was that? It was
1: was working at National Lampoon. And And I got health insurance doing it, too. Wow. So what was
0: the best part, health insurance or getting a paycheck?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was too immature at that time to understand the importance of Health insurance, Uh, yes. So it was definitely the paycheck. Yeah. And aside from that, the first time I got paid to do stand up, man, that was. I mean, I I wasn't ready to start getting paid to do stand up. That's what made it so cool. I was, I was batting above my head. Yeah. You know, but I I did it and it was great.
0: That's cool. And how was it? Um, you've opened for you've been on the road with paulie before, right? That was that's yeah. Oh, cool. That was the first time. The
1: first time you took me on the road, I didn't. He, he let me do five minutes here and there, but not really get up on stage and do proper emceeing or featuring. But the first time I did that, <laughs> it was in Canada. I'm from Michigan, and my parents drove. It was in Ontario, and they came to a place called Barrie, Ontario. Wow. The Yuck Yucks there. <laughs> and uh, some obese girl asked me to sign her boobs, and my parents watched me do that, and they're like – this is not as glamorous as we thought. As it would we be. thought, <laughs> we're
0: really disappointed. No, and
1: and I started doing an impression of Paulie, but he didn't know about it. I was like, should I ask him for permission? I just did it on stage without. And then after the show, he was like, "Dude, your impression of me," and he let it breathe. And I was really nervous. <laughs> and he's like, "You got to do it at every show, bro. <laughs> they come to see me. They like it. It gets them warmed up." That's funny. (laughs) And that was the first time I got paid to do stand-up. It was pretty great.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. You know, it's funny when you – I don't know for whatever reason. When you were just telling that and the the pause of not knowing if it was good or bad, (laughs) I was sitting in on – E! Entertainment did a show about the comedy store Mm -hmm. and they interviewed Gallagher and he had smashed a watermelon in the Westwood store and he was telling the story and Mitzi called him up and she said – I heard you smashed – well, I'm not doing her impression, but I heard you smashed a watermelon in my club. And he was – he said he was like – in that pause, he was like, um, yes, Mitzi. And she's like, you better do it again. We are sold out. <laughs> it's that same kind of like, uh-oh. Yeah. The Shores have mastered that pregnant pause. They really have. I'm like, oh my god, have the baby, please. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's funny. And um what's like is your favorite thing being on the road? Is you like mostly performing in town? I know so you recently became a dad?
1: Yeah. I've got a near five month old at home. Okay. Not sure who she belongs to. Okay. But hope the ransom money comes in any minute now. Yeah, hopefully. But we want me to be in town more. Yeah. Just because
0: she likes to co parent.
1: <laughs> yeah, she likes to co parent. I, I, three days a week, my wife just went off maternity leave. So, three days a week, I am just 13 hours full on with the baby. Yeah. Me and her. Yeah. And it's great. I love it. Yeah. But we've learned a little thing or two about budgeting since the baby's coming to town. And it just makes more sense for me on certain gigs to stay in town as opposed to hiring a nanny for the day. Right. Because nannies in L.A.
0: Are expensive.
1: Live the life, yeah. Yeah, they do. They may not be living it while they're working, but they'll be able to retire at, like, 45.
0: Right. Yeah. Life is good. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, – um, how is that? Like, balancing creative, writing jokes – And I mean, I'm sure there's jokes in with the baby and all that stuff. But, like, how is that to balance it? Having to balance a relationship – the love for the stage.
1: Um, I'm still, you know, just burning the candle at both ends. Like, if I have to wake up with the baby, I'll still go out and do my spots at night. Yeah. And that's not a problem. I love to sleep, but I've figured out how to manage my energy and my moods w- without as much sleep as I'm used to. Yeah. Thanks to therapy and yeah. uh, some breathing exercises. But. Uh, I'm still figuring it out. It's like yeah. the third week of me being a th- three-day-a-week full-time parent. Mm-hmm. And so I on those days, I don't have as much free time to work on my own stuff mm-hmm. as I would like to or as I thought I would. Because the baby, for me, when, when mommy's around, she's a lot more well-behaved. Right. And she doesn't take a bottle for me. Right. So... When she's when when it's me and my wife together, she naps all the time. She's she's content, but for me, it's like I gotta work a lot harder to keep her entertained. Right. Even at four months. Yeah. So I'm a little afraid what she's gonna be like at four years, but we'll establish uh, more of a rapport. Yeah that's, yeah, that's you know that's four years away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but man, I'll tell you that the time just. This is such a cliche thing to say, but the time just goes by so fast. It does. It does not seem like that long ago we were doing shows together in the belly room. I know. And now
0: I'm a father. And right. And that's well. And that's. I was going to ask you too. Like, I know for me, I I always have to have everything lined up before I could launch. Like, you know, you got married, you've got a kid. um, Like, for me, it's like you know you have to have a million dollars in the bank first, and then you like. So sometimes I never move forward on certain things because I don't have it all together. And I find it amazing, like, you know, you jump in, you know, you just jump in and do it.
1: Yeah, I jumped in and did it. And, you know, there are definitely pitfalls to that. Right now, I I had to turn down some out-of-town gigs. And right now, I could really use just a couple quick jobs in town. Right. But – you know i'm i'm figuring that out on the fly and it's not that bad nothing bad has or will happen nothing that bad yeah and uh well, i mean we'll see but i don't you know i'm just staying positive about it
0: now let me so and how and what does your wife
1: do she's a nurse and she just got her master's degree she's going to become a nurse practitioner Sweet. after the first of the year
0: and how do you like for a lot of people it's hard to have conversations with their partners, about money. Um,
1: do- nah, she gets it. Because in the beginning, I was – we we did long distance at first. And at the time, I was bi-coastal because I was couch crashing in L.A. Mm-hmm. Then I would go to New York and stay with her. So I was living rent-free, and I had the whole money thing figured out. But she always sort of knew the deal. I mean, I'm on my way mm-hmm. once this movie comes out and – A couple other things that I've been working on for years and years come to fruition. I'll be – you know, with what we do, Mm -hmm. it's – I mean you have a full-time job and you do stand-up. Right. But I'm just doing stand-up and I've had side hustles here and there. But right now I'm just doing stand-up and not even going on the road that much because of the baby. So there's ebbs and flows with the income. Right. And my wife totally gets that. Right. That doesn't mean that – Sometimes, when I have to be like, can I borrow some money from the savings? It is intense. Right. But she understands and she doesn't shame me or anything. Like right. That. So that's cool. I mean, I think it's important to have an. In- Unless I buy stupid things on eBay at two in the morning. What yeah. would be something stupid you buy on eBay? I'm wearing an Ed Hardy shirt <laughs> <laughs> that, ironically, but I bought it on eBay. I mean, it was eight bucks, but still, I mean, those $8 things, they add up. They all add the up. Time. It's
0: sort of like a coffee, but uh, you can wear it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, d so your parents were somewhat support they were supportive when you came to la yes your wife supports it and gets it mm-hmm. and and how do you deal with the do you just like like where did that acceptance I guess for me I'm always like how can people be so accepting that it just to go with the flow um as an artist because sometimes I it's like I like security I grew up poor <laughs> <laughs> see I grew up not not.
1: Affluent, but pretty close to it. Okay. My parents didn't have so many kids, probably affluent. You right, know? right. So everything always just kind of worked out, and I always just was able to fail upward from job to job until really once I got married. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, everything just sort of always worked out. And now I'm just finding that reality is not, that way, but I'm hoping that all this time and work I've put in mm-hmm. to all the various projects and TV and film things over the years that uh, that this will just be a, an adjustment period with the new baby, and then that'll all be fine. But I gotta say, I'm really lucky that I get to be the one to spend all the time with the baby. I don't think yeah. most dads get to.
0: No, I think that's yeah, that's probably not the norm. I mean, I think it's changing. Yeah, but. So that's really cool. Yeah, it is. That you've got this. I'm just trying to
1: focus on that and be really excited about it, even when she's crying for an hour
0: straight. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's a. Uh, I remember babysitting a couple times um, with kids that, like, all you have to do, Bob, is sit here because the baby's going to sleep all night. You know, Because they didn't have the regular babysitter uh-huh. and my parents were like, you have to do it because they're good friends mm-hmm. and you just have to sit in the house while the baby sleeps. What could go wrong? Yeah, the baby screamed and screamed for like four hours and I had to actually call my parents and say if somebody doesn't come and sit with me, I might hurt the baby because oh, no. I was like losing my mind. You know, I've
1: just learned to not let the crying stress you out. That's just what babies do and there's like three or four things that can – relieve them they either have a dirty diaper they need to eat they're they need you to pay attention to them or right. they're or they're hurt or they have an itch and they don't know how to articulate that right and if you try all those things and they're still crying it's just like they're just gonna cry they're just gonna, they're, gonna cry sometimes babies are just gonna cry and you just have to put them in their crib where they can't hurt themselves yeah and walk away and there's nothing wrong with that
0: yeah there really isn't and do you it's funny i my nephew just had a baby well his wife did but um they just had a baby mm-hmm. and um the baby was being really quiet and and my nephew was like wow the baby's so quiet it's so quiet and i said that's because he doesn't know that he hasn't been born into buckingham palace <laughs> 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 and he's living in a one bedroom apartment and <laughs> to which his dad was like yeah i know um <laughs> do you ever feel the b- is your nephew a comic too uh no he well he would like to be he's he's in entertainment okay um, gotcha And, uh,
1: yeah, you know, I think it is a pretty common thought. Like you gotta have your shit all together. You have to have a 401k and you gotta make sure you have life insurance and all that. And that is, we have, we got life insurance. We are working towards that, but I don't think, I think a lot of people put their lives on hold and, and wait too long, almost to the threshold of it being too late before they start the life that they want and i think there are people i think they do that because there are people that start ill-advisedly yeah before they're ready right and those are cautionary tales but you got to have a balance and you got to think that you know you don't you're not getting any younger
0: no and you got that's i mean i think that's the place where fortunately i've had enough experiences of saying you know what i'm going to go for it anyway Mm -hmm. so i i have that constant battle of being super frugal and conservative and waiting till everything's together and then there's the other part that says you know F it It, it, you may not get it all together so freaking go out and enjoy
1: yeah exactly
0: and yeah but it's a struggle for me because I I like to eat I like having a house or at least a roof but I mean I do like the house and it's hard it's hard you gotta you, you you can't take it with you when you die I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm gonna. I know You're they tell have me a that. Tomb? Yeah, I am. I am. You know, it's funny. Actually, Mitzi said to me once um, uh, years ago. Um, Mitzi, we were sitting, and she goes, "You know, Bob, I thought, I thought I was actually going to be able to beat death." And I said, "Mitzi, if anybody could do it, it would be you. Yeah, because you have done all kinds of like that's that was the truth. She I mean, beat I, it for a long. time. Oh man. my god." But, you know, she like, yeah, and she just went for it. And that's right. what I really loved. I liked when I was around her, I was always amazed at how she was real clear what was important to her mm-hmm. and she was clear what was going to happen. And, and if, you know, if somebody, I remember <laughs> I was walking with her one time in front of the store and um, somebody came up and they said, hey, Mitzi, um, I used to be a manager here. Mitzi goes, did I fire ya?" he goes yeah and she goes okay let's go bob and i was like oh my god you know oh my god but like you know what she was like she just did what fueled her mm-hmm. and she said what she wanted to say and and i loved that cuz i was always very oh don't say that mm-hmm. be really nice and don't you know and mm-hmm. she just like you know she went for it yeah and so i think that's i mean Like, what would you tell a young comic who's just getting out of the University of Indiana and, um, you know, they're trying to decide what they're going to do? What would you what would you say?
1: If they want to get into comedy, if they want
0: to get into comedy,
1: make videos, make videos. And if you really want to do stand up, if stand up's your passion Mm -hmm. and only if it's your passion. Yeah. Throw yourself into it. Go to open mics, make friends, only hang out with those friends. Yeah. Go to open mics with them. Go see shows. Go check out how it works. Go home. Watch specials. Listen to albums. Immerse yourself 100%. Podcasts. Start a podcast. Listen to podcasts. Just you have to dive into the deep end and not come up for air. Yeah. I moved out here and I had a job in comedy. And I really wanted to be doing stand-up. Yeah, I started out in college doing improv and sketch, and I just – I loved it, but I didn't love who I was doing it with necessarily. Right. Some of the people, but not all. And I think yeah. that you really need to have uh, – be on the same page comedically, and right. that wasn't the case. And I was like, I really want to do comedy, but not have to –
0: Rely on other people.
1: Yes. Y- yeah, And so – I moved out here and I was had this other job and I would do open mics once in a while. And still a lot of my friends from growing up moved out here and I was still like in the college mentality of partying and going out and very much into my social life. But then one day I just realized I'm not going to get any better at stand up until I am completely immersed in it. And then I was interning for Polly at the time. I. Asked him to get me a job at the store. And ever since then, mm-hmm. I mean, I still saw my friends. I didn't completely ghost them, but I was mostly immersed. I lived with comics. I hung out with comics. I was at comedy shows all the time, watching specials, listening to albums. It's a little before podcasts, but.
0: Yeah. And do you, um, like, do you have any regrets in the way that you did it? Do you Tons. feel. Oh, you oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What would you have done different?
1: Um, well, m- when I first moved here, I did have the skill of, of editing. I just did not. It was so monotonous. I didn't like it. But it's something that I wish I'd kept up with because making videos, making your own thing and putting out your own product yep. constantly, not just, oh, I did a funny video and you put it out. You have to at least one a week, if not yeah. more, yeah. of your own product. Podcast, one a week. Video one a week, and I wish I had really stuck with those. I I was I had the the ability and the equipment to to shoot and edit and all that, and I just lost touch with the editing and the software's sort of evolved and uh, to a point. I can still do the rudimentary stuff, but not any of the sophisticated stuff. And I just wish that I. But you know, times are so different. I came right. out here when the YouTube. I sound so old when I say the YouTube. But when the YouTube thing just started. The YouTube, I love it. You know, there were so many production companies mm-hmm. throwing tons of money into it, and they all folded. They didn't know what they were doing. right? And National Lampoon actually had an ad-buy system in place. Mm-hmm. There was just some foul play going on at the corporate level that right. knocked them out of the game. But they really had the model going that Funnier Die ran with and that some of these other YouTube themselves – um co-opted I guess I don't know if they co-opted or they had, that was their business plan but really having content so that if somebody sees you on stage or just finds you on the internet and they like you yeah they find you entertaining that they can tune in and constantly come back to that that yeah. is the key yeah and and my regret is that I people told me that and I knew that and I was just like I'm just going to keep doing stand up yeah
0: yeah what um and and like now that you're where you're at and you've got the kid you got the wife and you know you have no choice but to be a celebrity since the editing's out yeah (laughs) um so that's and that's coming um what do you do is there anything that you do to um any little tricks or things that you do um to save money or like you know put away like i don't know just
1: Not leaving the house is a surprisingly frugal practice. That pr- <laughs> but unfortunately, with the baby, she doesn't like to be at home for more than a couple hours at a time. She's so, very social. Yeah. Um, I do. I'm, we joined Costco. That's a money-saving right. thing. Although, so. when you're in that moment, you're like, oh, shit, I grabbed too many things off the shelf. But it, it I found that one Costco trip saves me four other grocery store trips. And so that... Is good for saving money. Um, I'm pretty resourceful. My wife will will spend on things that I'm like, no, 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 no. I can I can figure out how to get that for free or for for a much discounted rate. I don't know. I I do have things that I do. I'm trying to think of some off the top of my head, and they're not like I'll drive around to find the cheapest gas station. Okay, or I know which ones are the cheaper ones. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I, I gave up my gym membership. I, I was working out at, at a rock climbing gym, which I love. But with the baby, it's like a 20-minute commute each way. So like 40 minutes to an hour just for the commute, and I want to spend double that time there. It just doesn't right. make sense. So I work out at home. I right. got This is probably my biggest money-saving thing. I work out at home while I play Xbox. Okay. And so I'm entertained, and I get – I can't justify – being a dad and trying to keep my career going, just wasting time in playing video games. Right. But if I do it while I'm actually, I run in place while I play. That's great. I do calisthenics the whole time, yeah. like during any play break, load screen, and um, jumping jacks. You know, I do that for an hour. I get my video game fix and I get my workout in.
0: That's cool. When did you? When did you? And maybe you didn't, but when did you know that? Oh, I have to be an adult. <laughs>
1: Only recently. Yeah, with the oh, baby. Yeah, then it the sort baby. of yeah, yeah.
0: amplifies it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: It was a build-up, and I realized it was going to be a bit of a change in my mentality. Although, all the people that, that just fear-monger and this is why I started my podcast, Motherfuckers, because everybody would say the same things about, oh, it's 100% different. Your life is totally going to change, right. but with a negative – as, right
0: your life is ruined you're basically
1: yeah and i'm like why does it have to be like that or like you're you're never gonna your social life is out the window your professional life good luck and that's why everyone's like i better make it before i have kids and I, I just don't i was like no that's not how it's gonna be for me and it hasn't and it has caused me to have a little bit less time to work on stuff but i'm also in the first month of the adjustment. So I, I, it's going to take me figuring out and finding some tricks and, uh, some time savers, but
0: yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool though. That's so cool. I love that you live
1: our social life. We, we take the baby to parties and barbecues and
0: sweet. Yeah. That's cool. So where can people find you on social media
1: at Sandy Danto? Okay. And, Um, and, and at MFers podcast and for my monthly show at the improv at watch me chill.
0: Beautiful Yeah. Well, we are coming to the end of another one So, uh, hey folks, if you enjoyed this podcast Please tell everybody If you didn't, don't say a word Tell your enemies uh, Tell your enemies That's it's great it's, yeah. yeah, exactly and Then they'll hate us um, Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram And you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher I'm Bob Wheeler This is Money You Should Ask Until next time